0: what up nerds tj and scott here for the raising nerds podcast talking about our favorite nerd topics and how raising little nerds of our own is better than my sword and my bow and my axe and my watermelon <laughs> what is up scott how are you doing this week
1: fantastic
0: oh.
1: enjoying life
0: yeah yeah so, did you, watch, uh, did you watch this section of Lord of the Rings
1: yesterday or today? Today. Today. <laughs> it, getting, it keeps I'm, it most fresh. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm getting a little better at doing it somewhat early, um, but it's still taking a minute. Yeah. But I started reading Lord of the Rings. Awesome. I did. And I am on page... Two? Six. Nice. <laughs> Still in the prologue concerning Hobbits. I gotta say, this is really interesting stuff. I I always thought when I was a kid that he was kind of a dry writer. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of, oh, so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. But it's actually a lot more engaging than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. That's how I feel. Is that is that what you found reading or yeah, listening to it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: the biggest thing that I think I picked up Mm-hmm. Is just how much of, like, I mean, all credit to him because he brought us the Lord of the Rings, but um, I just forgot his name. Can you believe that? That's Peter Jackson. Just, Peter Jackson has no writing, like, at all in this. like. No, he didn't write if any If he went to, it, like, so. writing skill of, like, dialogue and stuff, yeah. he almost took it exactly from the book. Yep. So. 100%. It, it's really fascinating, like, this stuff where it's like, wow, he just... He didn't add to that at all. He just took that and put it in the movie.
0: Yep. Yeah, they really did just take a lot of the lines. Even in the, even in the prologue, I noticed a few lines. Yeah. About the hobbits, their true love is in peace and quiet and good tilled earth. Yeah. Like that's like the first paragraph uh-huh. of the book. Which I'm like, oh, this is a this is so fun. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm on page six out of how many is this? A thousand. I think it's almost a thousand pages. Yeah, it's over a thousand. Well, there you go. Yeah. Where are you at in the book? Because um, you you actually have a bunch of stuff to tell us.
1: Today. I've yeah. I got a little further. I was like, Can, I need to just start listening to it again? Ten thirty one. Uh, I've read all of chapter two, so I'm into chapter three. Chapter two is about an hour long on Audible.
0: Really? Yeah. So, question about
1: Audible. Yeah.
0: Do does each book is its own credit, or is there a whole trilogy credit?
1: Um, I think each book is its own credit, okay. as in like the the two books of the Fellowship of the Ring is one credit. Oh yes. So. <laughs> Dang it! You twisted it gotcha. back on me. <laughs> you totally Gore crashed me. That. I did. I just Gore crashed you. <laughs>
0: Ah, Turned it right back on me Made me pay for it
1: I saw that there was There's actually a version That is voiced Or narrated by Andy Serkis
0: Really? But I I got the older one Yeah Okay
1: Because I don't know why (laughs) I I probably should have done Andy Serkis I bet
0: he'll do a great Gollum voice Oh I'm sure it's perfect
1: (laughs) Like spot on So Which (laughs) That That that's the stuff I got to tell you about. Go okay. That's the...
0: Well, essentially. We, we are a ways um, into
1: it already. We're almost halfway through the movie.
0: Yeah. Where
1: I'm at in the book is Frodo is about to leave the Shire.
0: Yep. That's where I'm at. But Gandalf has returned. Yes. Because you shared some details from yes. the book, which is great. There's a
1: lot of stuff in the book. There's a lot of stuff that happens before Frodo even leaves that is later in the movie that Gandalf and Frodo talk about. Basically everything that Frodo and Gandalf talk about in the movie mm-hmm. happens before Frodo even leaves the Shire. Really? Yeah. Which I I'll, we'll get into when you're ready for it. If you're ready for it now.
0: Yeah. No. Well, we gotta
1: backtrack. Yeah. So, we gotta
0: backtrack and cover this stuff.
1: Yeah. Like
0: I even I even thought about sitting down and doing an audio recording of the whole book myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'll, I'll read it out loud. I'll do voices and stuff. There you go. It'd be fun. You could work. You could. Can... If you're good enough, I'm Audible will hire you. Right, exactly. Well, I I already have my Gollum voice. Yeah. yeah. Oh know. yeah. <clears throat> Let's see if I can do my Gollum
1: voice now. Hi, my name is Gollum. Not quite the gangly sound, you know, people are expecting. Well, you know, I went for the high pitch, true. like like
0: yeah, Andy Serkis did, and you know, slurring the words slightly. Mm. You know. Yeah. Not, not as eloquent of a speaker. <laughs>
1: Makes sense. You should do it.
0: Do it. I would listen. <laughs> oh, no, that would be, that would be funny. Though, to, do, to do Gollum as Elmo. It
1: would be terrifying.
0: And Delmo. My dark Elmo voice. That Delmo
1: would, would be Gollum and Elmo would be Smeagol. Yep.
0: Perfect. I see nothing wrong with this. Done. This is perfect. Do it. Sorry. sorry. A little diversion there. <laughs> so, you read up about Gandalf doing the research on the ring.
1: Yeah. So... I mean, little backstory: uh, Bilbo leaves, and twenty years go by. So before Gandalf tells Frodo he needs to leave the Shire, is a span of twenty years. Which... I thought it was one year. No, it's twenty years. It's because Gandalf comes years. back when Frodo is fifty, and his like coming of age is when they're thirty, because they have the same birthday as him and Bil. Him and Bilbo have the same yes, birthday. Yes, same birthday. And yeah. his coming of age birthday was the same day that Bilbo left. Was his 111th birthday. It was the same birthday for Frodo to become a man. Yeah. Which so yeah, I think yeah. is 30. Yeah. And when yeah, Gandalf right. comes back, he's 50. So it's been thir- uh, 20 years since Bilbo left. Yeah. Which is crazy. I, I didn't, didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. So that happens. And actually, <laughs> well, oh. really the important part is nine years before he turns 50, Gandalf comes back. Okay. Because Gandalf checks on him a lot. Right, um, and in the nine years, Gandalf still doesn't really know anything, which he tells Frodo. Mm-hmm. But Frodo does like it's a lot of crazy stuff. So every time on his birthday, he celebrates a thing for Bilbo. He does a, a Bilbo. They believe he died. Everyone thinks that he died. Right when he disappeared. Yeah. Oh, did you read about what Gandalf did? The poof.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. They didn't have it in the movie. No, they which didn't. Was interesting. And it's funny
1: they actually like talk about how uh, in the book. It, the story of Bilbo is just ever-evolving. Yeah. People talk about how Bilbo can appear and disappear whenever he wants in the poof (laughs) and he'll disappear and come back later with chests full of gold (laughs) and it's like pretty much they don't really even know the truth anymore. It's
0: like we talked about doing The Legend of the Mandalorian. Exactly. Where it gets embellished
1: and it Uh gets twisted and combined and... Uh And Instead seasoned. of, you know, sand people and everyone helping, it's like, no, he took down a Krayt Dragon by himself. Single handedly. Just walked right in and just killed the Krayt Dragon. Yeah. It's like that, yeah. So there's like, yeah, he just pops up and. Krayt Dragon tried yeah. to eat him and he killed it from the inside. He killed it from, just like that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, his story awesome. gets embellished a lot. Um, and it, during as the years go by, they start to notice that uh, Frodo also is not aging like Bilbo. Because he is now the bearer. Because he's the bearer of the ring. And they actually find <laughs> sometimes he they'll run into him and Frodo's just like out in the middle of the night, far away from his house, just like walking around. Just kind of weird. But okay. apparently he keeps strange company. Like he'll talk to dwarves. And elves. And elves. Yeah. Which he does not know elvish. At least in, in the book. In the book, To this yeah. point. Okay. Because when he looks at the markings on the ring... He doesn't know it. He's like, I, I don't know. There's something on it, and Gandalf says it's Elvish. Okay, so in the which movies, is interesting,
0: they they had him know some Elvish. Yes, that I I would imagine was taught to him by Bilbo. Yeah, which is why he's able to recognize what Aragorn was singing about. Exactly, and that was a good that was a good way to to bring up that story. Uh huh. And have Frodo be involved in yeah. that. Yeah. And to ask the question because they had to have somebody ask the question for the exposition of like, right. the story and if you don't have that it's just not existing. yeah so and, that, and which is fine and arwen basically just is gone in the
1: whole movie <laughs> which he is the sad. Whole book. I, <laughs> I heard she's a lot more in the book than in the movie arwen is she not no not that i
0: remember of course but then again what do i remember i remember like nothing <laughs> like all the questions that we had last week you answered all of them like <laughs> Yeah, I'm Gandalf knows. It's kind of what funny.
1: Yeah, it's funny because Freaking all those questions hand. we had, and then in the book, I'm like, "Oh, there, there's the answer to that one. There's the answer to that one. Oh, and that <laughs> one." I rewinded it a couple times, and had him read it to me again, just to be like, "Okay, let me get this down. It's like yeah. what's really happening." That's but amazing. anyway, like, yeah, to to the interesting stuff. Um, Gandalf comes back to talk to to Frodo, mm-hmm. um, and 20 this, years yeah, twenty years have gone That's by. Insane and Gandalf is at this point fairly certain that Frodo has the ring of power right the fire was the last test right all he, the research he was he had fairly done, certain yeah because his knowing research knowing what
0: Bilbo did yeah his agelessness yeah
1: he talks to Frodo because he, he talked about how magic rings mo- a lot of magic rings actually can do that they can prolong your age prolong life yeah and other magic life. rings
0: can make you disappear yes they all have ability
1: and until so Sauron, when he was got his the when he was separated from the Ring, uh-huh. he retreated back to, back to Mirkwood Forest, which is where he stayed.
0: He and thought the Ring was destroyed. Yes. Okay. He
1: believed the Ring was destroyed at this point because mm-hmm. it fell to the hands of the in the elves, and the elves yeah. would destroy it, of course, yeah, absolutely. So he thought it was destroyed. How is he still alive? I don't know. That, so that, that means he survived he survived, really without, he survived the ring? without the ring.
0: Oh gosh. Or he could or maybe he didn't understand.
1: Yeah. Maybe yeah, that's true. He yeah. wasn't maybe sure why, he's why like, he was a Oh still maybe alive. some other stuff I did kept yeah. alive.
0: Maybe I had other horcruxes.
1: Yikes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just saw
0: that meme recently. Sauron really? <laughs> so sitting there. Make magic ring, imbibe it with part of my soul so that I become invincible. And it show and it's another guy sitting looking over his shoulder and it's labelled Voldemort. <laughs> like, oh, hey. Ooh, I like that. I'll That's have what he's good. having. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the. Uh, Studio C. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark Lord
1: so and a a chosen yeah. person. Yeah, I'll have that too. I'll have that too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, George Lucas, right?
1: I think. No, it was J.K. Rowling. Right. For, J.K. Rowling was, was copying lo- for George, George Lucas. George Lucas? I, I thought it was yeah. Lord of the Rings,
0: but. No, she, they were talking about the hero.
1: Ah. Because
0: it was characters. Yes. Not the object. The one I get confused
1: is uh, when. Harry Potter shows up to he runs into Gandalf yes and Gandalf
0: yeah and they they mistake each other for he thinks he's Frodo Frodo. and he
1: thinks he's Dumbledore yeah that was funny
0: that was a good one they every once in a while they just get that one they knock Ah, out of the park so
1: yeah like the Scott
0: Sterling soccer ball one uh huh every once in a while they get an idea and they execute it perfectly yeah and it's incredible
1: so funny but yeah so this is when he does research and yeah so what i told you uh first off so the ring goes to isildur yeah. isildur gets the ring and then he it you know falls off in the river Betrayed same as isildur. what happens it, it betrays him to his It gets lost um deagle is the one who who finds it and it's smiegel's it birthday. tells that story right
0: then right yeah
1: yeah. so this story is happening now and the, which Gandalf tells this to Frodo yeah.
0: yeah I did I did kind of remember that and
1: uh, he so he you know same thing happens he, he steals it oh, but it's interesting to note that Smeagol is very interested in roots when he's a river folk yeah he li- he digs under trees he likes to know the roots of things which That's right. is he
0: what, way deep on that. it's what
1: draws him to the inside of the mountain because he goes to the roots of the mountain but he finds out that the ring makes him invisible and people can't see him and his m- grandma was actually like in charge of all the river people yeah, and she was
0: the major they were
1: wow. very well off his family and but he found that he could do ma- mischief and stuff. Yeah, he could be. He can steal uh, a black things sheep. and secrets. He can learn secrets that people don't know because they don't know he's there. So he used right. the ring a lot. Okay. Um, and then he would start. He started to slur his words and started to Sneak talk to it? himself. Yeah, started okay. to get kind of a guttural sound. That's why they started calling him Gollum. And then, in order to save the name, the grandma kicked him out and uh-huh. cut him off because uh-huh. he and Deagle left and went fishing and Smeagol came back, came back without Deagle. but they never found Deagle's body oh. Wow and so you know they they assume that it was Smeagol but they never actually knew they couldn't
0: prove anything yeah
1: so he gets kicked out Ugh. and then and this is the you know Gandalf is telling Frodo this now right and he talks about you know he goes into the mountains to to hide to, to learn yeah. the secrets of the mountain hmm. when he finds out there's nothing there. And he actually is able to catch fish because he's invisible. He can catch them oh. because they can't see him. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. And so then the ring abandons him because it knows that it can't. it's got It can't get, it get anywhere with him. He here. he, uh, has no purpose for him any the ring anymore. Right. So it leaves, and um, this is Gandalf cantos Frodo, like they say in the movie, it didn't expect to be picked up by Bilbo. That was, he said, there were uh, more powers at work than just one when Bilbo found the ring, because he was meant to find it, and so the ring, you know, didn't expect that. But Smeagol, Bilbo told him his name, and so Gollum now seeks revenge, and this is where Frodo actually says, you know, it's a pity that Bilbo didn't kill him and then you know Gandalf talks about the kitty that kept him alive
0: Stayed Bilbo's hand.
1: and then he also says something s- I thought was interesting it makes sense now that I when I heard it but I didn't really think about it it was like him sparing Gollum is also what kept him from being enticed or ensnared by the ring for so long yes showing him mercy and not killing him is what helped Bilbo to not get corrupted had he killed was, him he would have been corrupted much faster opposite of what
0: the ring wanted yep and because the ring didn't intend for billow to pick him up he wasn't re- the ring probably wasn't ready to ensnare him yeah but then by the time it it learned who he was there's was nothing he could do because it had already spared Goll- he had already spared Gollum. yep and the ring
1: couldn't get an engine exactly after that that's awesome so it was like i was like whoa that's really oh cool. that's so cool and so you know frodo's like you still don't you know I, I would have killed him he's like you haven't seen him yet is
0: this where Gandalf asks him if uh, if he knows the true story of the ring of the riddles in the dark I think so it must be if you're if Frodo's about to leave it's right in there that
1: yeah it's gotta be then there's so much information that he gave it, it's Frodo it's so packed like, like
0: I'm six pages in and I've read about a thousand years of history oh yeah of the hobbits and that's what uh, Gandalf is like yeah I
1: feel like I should relate this to you and he like relates the whole story of you know the past and, and that's like, why you got to read the prologue because there's
0: actually a lot of information yeah in the prologue concerning hobbits because uh-huh. it, there's just so much in there
1: yeah and so he's <laughs> just like he talks about
0: which how to, props to peter jackson for actually being a man oh and yeah actually including most of that stuff
1: that was, what was so cool i mean th- the book ah. It's like an extended edition for the extended edition. Oh, yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. there's not that's much that's <laughs> different. It's all like, it's sure, all this, instead of them talking about this in the Mines of Moria, it's in the Shire. But right. it's basically like he's saying the same stuff. The only yeah. thing that's different is that Gandalf does, in fact, find Gollum. Mm. Him and Aragorn hunt down Gollum because Aragorn is the best tracker. And this is what Gandalf says to Frodo. Uh, his friend Aragorn is the best tracker in the... In the and that's his introduction that to... Learn. And they tracked him, and uh, Gandalf actually gave person, up. But, the name. but uh, Aragorn found him. He's like, just when I was about to give up and turn back, uh, my friend came up with him, found him. <coughs> because so what happened is Gollum left the mountain to get the ring back, mm-hmm. which was like you know crazy because they're like he was, was so set years. to be in the mountain that him leaving was a really big thing and so he left but because he had been ensnared by the ring so much that as Sauron was drawing his forces to Mirkwood it actually kind of drew Gollum there too because he had been so enticed so he's sneaking along because he doesn't yet know where Bilbo lives he knows that his name is Bilbo but he can't he's trying to figure out where he lives so as he's sneaking through like the world of men and listening in he gets drawn to Mirkwood and eventually to Mordor wow and he listens in and he, in the course of him doing that, he finds out that Bilbo's in the Shire. But while he's in Mordor, he gets kind of sloppy and gets caught. So mm-hmm. that's how he gets caught. Okay. Then he gets tortured. Gandalf and Aragorn find him after he escapes Mordor. Right. And Sweet. he has him tell... Gandalf Seven. said that he you know kind of had to torture Gollum a little bit to get him to tell him, Stuff that he needed. Which I'm sure Aragorn wouldn't have had a problem with. Yeah, I mean, and I guess he didn't say torture. He coaxed him into giving him information. Him. But the yeah. problem was, well, it was, it could be. Gollum's it could mind be was magic. really hard to tap into because he's so broken. It's hard for him. Right. And as he's telling Sir Frodo, Goll- Gollum is actually imprisoned with the elves. And the elves, in, Goll- in Gandalf's words, are treating him as fairly as they can. So he's with the elves, which. Was interesting because I always thought he was just kind of roaming around, but he was imprisoned with the elves at the to Gandalf's knowledge, right? Um, when he's telling Frodo, but yeah, so it was crazy the whole story, like (laughs) right there. And then, like, we had questions about the rings, which I told you about. Yeah, the elves had the three rings, Sauron never touched the rings, never. Tainted them, I think is what Gandalf says. The three elven rings? The three elven rings. Sauron never touched them. so. Touched them with his power? He forged them, uh, did he not? I, I, see, that's why I, I need to do a little more research on that, because that's what Gandalf said. That's why he doesn't have any sway over the elves to bring him them to him. Because they don't... He hasn't influenced their rings. Okay. He can't get a hold of them.
0: Okay. They're hidden. Whether that's because yeah. of the... I think the it's because he hasn't elves. touched them with his
1: power. He doesn't know where they are, so he can't find them. Okay. So they're lost to him, basically. Right, and then he has three of the other He rings. has three of the dwarf rings. Sorry, of the dwarf yes, rings. Yes, the others have been consumed or destroyed by dragons. Which, wow. apparently, dragon fire can destroy the power, the rings of power, except Sauron's, power, Saur, Sauron's ring. And Gandalf te- talks about one dragon. I don't remember his name. Something the black... Mm-hmm. who I guess had the most powerful dragon fire, he said that he doubts not even his fire could destroy... The One Ring. The One Ring. So, this is so cool. Yeah, um, and then <laughs> the Rings of Men, he said he has... He, they fell quickly. They fell China. quickly. He didn't... You know, I think it was just the interview that um, J.R.R. Tolkien said that he has the rings. Because just in the book, it just says that he has power over the rings and yeah, over the men. and he
0: actually does possess them and... If if the Wraiths were able to get the rings back, they may be able to free themselves. Yeah. Partially from his grasp. Maybe. Yeah. But when Sauron has control of them, they do him uh, what they want, they and it's he actually here Gandalf
1: them. explains to Frodo what ring races are. Okay. So it's not Aragorn. It's right. So it's Gandalf who tells Frodo about it.
0: It works really well in the movie. It does. It's really nice. And that that's a good. That was a good change. That was very well done. Yeah. Figuring out
1: how to tell the story. But he wow. talks about how, uh, you know, destroying the ring. He, this is, it's like a part of uh, the Council of Elrond. I'm going to sneeze here in a second, maybe. <laughs> oh, excuse me. COVID. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I'm immune still. We're good. Yeah. I have the antibodies. But it's yeah. part of Council of Elrond because Frodo's like, well, then let's just destroy it. Uh, we'll just And Gandalf laughs and is like, okay, throw it in the fire. And Frodo pulls it out and looks at it and, you know, tells his hand, okay, throw it in the fire, and his hand puts it back in his pocket. Yep. And Gandalf's like, see, you've had it for a short amount of time and you already can't risk any harm to it. You don't want it to get hurt. He's like, plus your fire can't even melt normal gold. So yeah. So <laughs> this ring of power can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in the book, he actually he hands it to Gandalf. So Gandalf holds it in the book.
0: Ooh, okay. He holds it
1: and he puts it in the fire. Interesting. And then uh, he takes it out, and the interesting, the thing that I never understood about the 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 movie is he throws it in the fire, pulls it out, and gives it to Frodo. I was like, that would burn his hands so fast. But it mentions in the book that even though it was in there, the ring didn't feel hot. Nope. So it was. It has some sort of, uh, to a degree of. Heat resistance. Yes. It still brought the... So. the uh, it doesn't
0: absorb the heat. Yeah. Uh, except in the fires of Mount Doom, which magma can reach, you know, thousands and thousands yeah. of degrees. and uh, <laughs> What did they say? It can burn
1: rock. Yeah.
0: <laughs> magma is... So... Insane. So, you know, yeah. It's,
1: that answered my question about that. It's like, so, mm-hmm. the ring is actually, you know, heat resistant to a degree.
2: Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
1: But... Um yeah so he's just he tells them about th- this ring and how they have to destroy it somehow and he actually recites the entire poem because the the markings on the ring is part of a poem.
0: Yeah, it's actually at the beginning of my book here. Let's pull it up. Let's actually read it. Do it. Three rings for the Elven kings under the sky, seven for the dwarf lords in their hall of sto- halls of stone, nine for mortal men doomed to die. One for the Dark Lord on his dark throne. In the land of Mordor where the shadows lie. One ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. One ring to bring them all. And in the darkness bind them. In the land of Mordor where the shadows lie.
1: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's that's the full poem. And the ring says, you know, what we all know. It's that little line. It's that part of the poem.
0: Yep. It's the...
1: The one ring to...
0: One ring to rule them, all, one, one ring, ring to find, find them. them, one, one ring, ring to bring, bring them all, and then in the
1: darkness, darkness. Find them. Bind, them.
0: bind them. I love the way McKellen says. Yeah, it's,
1: it, it's awesome. One ring. So, yeah, all, all, all this goes down, down before Frodo even leaves the Shire. Like,
0: Yeah, there's a lot of exposition. And that's one thing that actually makes sense with uh, uh, with Tolkien and his writing. He doesn't hide things from the people in the in the story. No, like there's no drama about oh what's going on? We don't know what's going on, and a person saying I'll tell you later. No, he's like okay, no, it's probably important for me to tell you
1: now. <laughs> yeah, but I, I started to see some of the similarities with the Shinar Chronicles because in the first one, on Alan, Alan spends like two chapters talking about the history of men and and I was like okay, I see what you're doing. Uh huh, yeah, I see what you're doing. Um, <laughs> so yeah it was so fascinating and yeah I guess they're preparing to go and he's like okay you need to leave the Shire and he's like okay and then like two weeks go by and Gandalf's just still there like oh yeah, it yeah takes... it's not that night like no. you know in the movie it's like boom you gotta get out of here now well, yeah I mean
0: the movie could take place over the course of like uh, a couple months yeah you know? oh yeah yeah
1: so but it's just cool. He was like, Yeah, okay, I need to this go. Thing, it's years and weeks. Gandalf gives Frodo the, the name Underhill. World. Okay. Uh, Gandalf says, you Don't use the name Baggins because that's what Gollum told Mordor. Right. So they know that Baggins has the ring.
0: Leave the name Baggins behind
1: you. It's not safe outside of the Shire. But it's, it's actually at this point here, too, where Frodo talks about, you know, he wished that this never came to him. He's like, I wish that I didn't have to do this. And Gandalf says, "You know, so do all who see such times. times." And I was like, "Oh, hey, it's that iconic that quote." Great line. And I was like, "Wow, it was but in the Shire." in different place. Yeah, but he's Imagine. still in the book. Talks about how he's like, "This is the language of Mordor on the rings." Like, but I won't utter that here. So, in the in the book as well, he's like, "I won't say." I, I will not speak words. black speech here.
0: It's interesting to to hear that because I wonder if uh, if he ends up speaking it later. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. In the book,
0: at the council of Elrond. See, this is interesting because I almost want to go back and like start going through the whole thing with the book. Oh yeah. it and stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to like keep going in the <laughs> movie until we can like start catching up a little bit. But really no. The problem is, I mean, from where we are right now. Uh, so I just barely started the book again. We're into the, we're into the council of Elrond, which is actually 240 pages into the book. Oh, so I'm sorry guys. Yeah. But we'll I... catch up as things go along and yeah. maybe we'll do some requiems in our, in our bonus episodes about what we read about next time. But yeah, those are a couple of questions we'd had in the main app ep- and the main uh-huh. podcast that I wanted to address because that was amazing. Oh yeah, my gosh. so that's absolutely. Incredible.
1: We know where we know where basically all the rings are except the elves. We don't know where they are. Right. Uh, oh my gosh! I actually. I mean, I heard that Galadriel has one.
0: Yes, she is. A, she
1: is. A she ring. has one of the rings.
0: Which and then there was another elf who had one. It actually was mentioning that. In, is it Elrond? In the does Elrond have one of no, the rings? No, he does not. He doesn't. He does not. I don't think he's old, as old as the rings. Huh. <laughs> Which is interesting. He was there in the second age. Yeah. At the Which, Battle of Mordor. <laughs> really though, like but, that, that like, actually
1: brings know. something that I was thinking about as I was watching uh, the, the section today mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, because Arwen is very much older than Aragorn. Like very much so. Yes. And it was she's like, a, uh, young just, just imagining, you know, yeah, imagining, I was like, <laughs> you know, she's like 200 years old and she sees this like, 10 year old kid and then I mean she has not changed in the time that Aragorn has met her to like yeah talk about
0: a childhood crush right? yeah she
1: has not changed
0: at all it's like going back and watching a movie of an actress that you had a crush on as a kid yeah and watching the movies that she was in when you were a kid except
1: she doesn't age so now you're her age you look like her age and she still looks the same yeah so it's like sweet yeah right yeah so I mean that's the ultimate childhood crush. He's scored. <laughs> so if you want to do it, do it with an L. I know. That's like, uh, it's like Jacob from Twilight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. And Freaky Baby. I can't remember. I used to remember the name of that baby that they have. It starts with an E. In Twilight. I don't know. Freaky, freaky, vampire, vampire baby.
1: I, I, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I, I, the, her vampire baby, yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: I don't know who, yeah. I thought she I named her, her after name.
0: one of the other vampires, like you know, Elise or
1: something. I, can't I, I don't know. No, I don't, I, then, not I don't care that much. Twilight's point, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of like that for yeah, it's reasons unbeknownst. Like so, so, yeah, that was interesting. Like, that was interesting. That, that was uh,
1: awesome. He's got a crush on this girl that that's very significantly much older
0: than older. Uh, I had a cousin who married a girl who was 16 years younger than him. And so we were joking around that like when he went to college that he he'd go and volunteer at the kindergarten scoping out the <laughs> scoping out the market. Yep. Future market. Yep. <laughs> he absolutely did not. They actually met at work. And he's an anesthesiologist and she was a nurse. And the age gap was huge. I mean she was twenty two yeah. at the time. He was like thirty eight. Uh Almost twice her age and and some fuzzy mouth. But the problem is, is he's an anesthesiologist. He's been working as an anesthesiologist for over a decade, I think. Uh Or maybe, maybe not that long. But he's fully licensed. He's a doctor, owns his own home, well off, and just hasn't met the right girl yet and meets her and they get to know each other, you know, and... (laughs) And he he said it took forever to to do it, and like if my daughter was about to marry a dude that was almost forty and she's in her twenties, but he was loaded like that, like I think I'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Like oh, he's loaded. But I mean, you actually like him, and yeah, I know he can take care of you. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Go, go for, for it. it. Not that not that parents or dads have to give permission. <laughs> But more. it is your job to make sure your kids are taken care of. Yep. And to help them out. And the less stress that that is monetarily, the better, in my yeah. opinion.
1: So, anyway, <laughs> that was some cool stuff I found out about.
0: So, our yeah, friend's like 200 years change. old, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I had the number down. I saw it a long time ago. Dude, how many remember. boyfriends has she had? 200 years?
0: Yeah, uh, who knows? But a lot of them were elves.
1: Probably unless she just That's dates men she... until they die.
0: <laughs> dates men until they die. That'd be frustrating as a dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would. Hold on, Spider Monkey.
1: Would you say? <laughs> I just had that in my head. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hold on tight,
0: Spider Monkey.
1: What you say, Edward?
0: Too late. I'm a vampire now.
1: That's going to be cool.
0: Freaking love that. Her power's stupid, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is not a Twilight podcast. Sounds like this it is now. <laughs> it, it is now. It is a Twilight podcast now. I don't even remember why I brought it up. That's lame.
1: Uh, because Jacob. Yeah, that's for right. Baby. For the baby. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're like, that's not what it means. Oh my gosh. That's straight your up. Baby's so hot. <laughs>
0: Can I make out with your infant? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. That that, that story weird. got weird. No, see, that's the difference between J.K. Rowling and whoever did Twilight. I can't remember.
1: Stephanie Meyer.
0: Wow. Impressive. Impressive. Sad. Sad, but impressive.
1: I, I, I know names. Yeah. Except Lord of the Rings names. Except for Lord Are of the
0: Rings, you know, like Peter Jackson. Not a Yeah, bad one, I can't remember his, but Stephanie Meyer, <laughs> easy. <laughs> no problem there. Well, we're in Lord of the Rings. And I can't, I can never remember where we end off. I always end up rewinding a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ring race leaves Weathertop. I think we we finished after the end of Weathertop. Yes, and, and they the ring race running away.
1: Torch to the face was. Yeah. I think the last thing we're about. fantastic.
0: I can't wait for you guys to watch the uh, the making of. Oh. it's so fun. It's so freaking. Yeah, fun. I need to do that. Uh, well, not until we we're done. With watching all the movies and you're we'll right go through it and then we'll watch all the making of I, I like that Let's I even that. thought about like doing a, doing a podcast where we're just watching it like a watch along kind of thing yeah like watching through and then talking through it that works <laughs> and then just tell people when we pause <laughs> yeah alright pause we're gonna talk for a second we're we gonna talk for a minute although I can actually do it with uh, with our podcasting stuff I can actually pause the recording oh, while nice. we watch it and every time we want to talk we'll start it again oh there you go that's an idea yeah Anyway, the ring race run away on fire. <laughs> Screeching. Screeching.
1: Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that sounded exactly like a ring race. Ah.
0: Never mind. <laughs> I mean, I'll
1: stop. <laughs> um,
0: and we actually don't don't follow them very long. Uh, no. Aragorn picks up the blade, which disintegrates in his hands. A it's blade. a one time use, I guess. That's, that's kind of pathetic.
1: Yeah. But it broke off, so...
0: It did break off in, inside of Frodo and then disintegrated.
1: That's probably um, what the, the other part did, too. You know, disintegrated in his bloodstream, which is how his poison...
0: Ah, uh, spread, the, yeah. That's how the poison Makes spread.
1: Sense. That would make sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then... If I remember right, so that he says that he needs Elvis medicine to do it, but there's four days seal. from Rivendell. Yeah. There's no way he's going to make it. No. And then we cut to Isengard. Yes. And we run through, and we see a moth flying around. A little moth flying around. And then it's just minding its own business, and suddenly this old dude like grabs it.
1: Very gently, though. Yeah. Okay. Fine. It doesn't squish <laughs> it at all. Which is like that's what <laughs> I would have done, to be honest. Just oh yeah. Get right. rid of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I'm not oh. a wizard, so... Um, neither am I. So he grabs it, and, oh, man, I can feel... I can feel... It. Have you ever touched a moth before? Yeah. Yeah, you can just feel it when he grabs yeah. it. Like, ah, 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 ah. Ah, the dust. Moth dust. He grabs it, and then he starts talking to it, whispering to it. And the moth had no idea what he was talking about, but he knew that the... the, the <laughs> <laughs> the eagles occasionally would help out these kinds of dudes. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? I don't understand your language. Um, I'm going to go get somebody that I know does speak your language. Yeah. he will be here in a little
1: I bit. I thought about, like, <laughs> how fast and far did that thing have to fly? Right? off. So I, I, mean, I mean, I guess, you know, it... <laughs> the movie makes go fat. How long was Gandalf on top of that tower? I'll get to it eventually. Yeah, we'll find, out, find out exactly how long he was up there. It probably wasn't just a night. Probably
0: a few years.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the way that the story goes, I guess you know. But Saruman was a little bit arrogant because in doing so, Gandalf was able to see kind of what he was doing. Yes, he saw that uh, he was breeding an army. He crossed uh, orc Orcs men with goblin, with men. goblin and. Creating an army that can move in the day,
0: a day at speed, in daylight. Yeah, uh, that's frustrating. Wish those things were scary, because I'm
1: pretty sure it's right there that we see one of them hatch. Mm. Like, does it hatch? I have
0: no idea how <laughs> it works. See, here's the thing: is I don't think Tolkien was married yet, uh... so I don't think he had any idea how like reproduction occurred. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, a hey, he like, out of the ground. So they dig a pit. And then they're born. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure he's probably just like, this has
1: no, like, I have a story to tell, which is like, kudos to him. He's like, I have a story to tell, so I don't need to get into any of like the sexuality of orcs and goblins. Which was
0: awesome. And they kept that out of the movie. Just know
1: that these things are terrifying. and We're bred to be killers. That's all you need to know. And so then, yeah, in in the movie, it's like, oh, they're like digging them out of the ground. (laughs) Okay. All right. Whatever.
0: And the one wakes up, and it's it's uh, Lerts, I think is his name. Lerts. And he comes up and he just grabs one of the goblins by the just throat. Just kills him. Just kills him right there. Which I think uh, impressed Saruman. He's like, aha, I like you. This guy, knows. I'm going to make you my leader. You're you could, be my leader.
1: you could shoot someone full of arrows <laughs> exactly you could get cut and or stabbed and then lick your own blood <laughs> what the heck is that doesn't he do that oh yeah are we doing a bit you
0: just, Did you just make that up oh my gosh that's... yeah <laughs> oh man
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah because that's exactly how sorry like sounds. <laughs> I like you. I like you. <laughs> Tell Follow me. I'll me. <laughs> get you some special armor. <laughs> and then he patted him on the head and got a little bit. Oh, it's a little chalk dust. Sorry, a little chalk and dust. And he's like, I like leave it. A little bit of rock climbing occasionally. <laughs> oh. <laughs> leave it.
0: Like, okay. So I got to keep my skin pasty white. So everybody knows I'm
1: Saruman the White. Except he's the Saruman the Multicolor.
0: He is the Saruman. Saruman the Mini-Colored.
1: Mini-Colored. Anyway, that thing... I love that for some reason. That guy's so scary. The orc. The uruk yes. guy.
0: He's and, orc uh guy. Right. Saruman is standing there. He's an uruk yeah. Saruman's standing there, and two other goblins go up to help the one that's being killed, and Saruman's just, just like, saying, nope. nope! Stops him. Let's watch what happens. Right? Like, he's killing that he's dude! Like,
1: oh, and now he's dead.
0: And oh. now we're short of him. Thanks, Saruman, and I'm going to guess that you're not going to give us a break on the deadline.
1: You're not going to reimburse us for that guy, are you? <laughs> We're not going to get reimbursed. Oh, man, he was about to retire.
0: <laughs> two days from Poor retirement. Poor Ted. <laughs> he was two days from retirement.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. I love watching the shows that do that. Like, uh, the, how it should have ended with the Chitari. He's like, oh. oh God, no, this is my last mission. I'm retiring right after this is done. He's uh, like, oh, dude, that's so awesome. Way to go, man. And then. <laughs> like, Oh, my gosh. They just blow up the mothership. Why is that bad? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's so fantastic! Oh, I loved it. So good. <laughs> oh, so anyway, Orkai. Anyway, chi. the Orkai are being bred.
0: We're just having fun. This is great. Yeah, I love this. I love this stuff. <laughs> the Orkai are getting
1: bred. sorry now has to have that voice for the whole rest of this podcast, though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Exactly. Uh, and then we see uh, we cut back to the Hobbits and Aragorn Strider, And Sam thinks it's important to tell Frodo where they are yeah, all the time. Under says, the trolls. Look, Mr. Frodo! It's Mr. Bilbo's Trolls! And Frodo's like, I'm passing into the Shadow Realm, but I'm glad to know where I'm, I'm passing into the I'm going to become, become
1: a wraith, <laughs> like a thing that stabbed me. But yeah, that's cool that I know that I'm underneath some trolls. Is he dying? He's becoming into the Shadow Realm, he's becoming a wraith like them. But it's just like that's
0: not fair. I mean, the 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 Nine Kings—they got rings of power. They got to have some fun beforehand. Well, here's and then the he thing, just, though: if just you just could stabbed, do that, why
1: not do that with like a ton of people? Build their own little army and make them go what? run around and find the ring.
0: Well, it wasn't with their big swords. It was with that little dagger, that Morgul dagger. Mm. And that's that's I think the magic. Maybe Angmar so, like, is
1: the only one that has that because we know that the leader oh, Angmar king? he was the one who stabbed Frodo yes
0: yep. maybe he's the Nazgûl because he's,
1: he's the king of the Nazgul I guess yes he's
0: the yeah, he's, he's the leader the leader the king it's funny though okay this is this is crazy because when I was watching it the other night crazy stuff happened <laughs> so he's passing into the shadow world becoming a wraith and they say do you know the Ophelos plan I know Athalos because I played the Lord of the Rings real time strategy game, Battle for Middle Earth, uh-huh. which is seriously one of the best freaking games ever. <laughs> because not only did you have guys that were running around, but you also had heroes that you could control. Uh-huh. And you could summon Gandalf and Aragorn and all the other ones. And then Battle for Middle Earth 2, uh, the graphics got a little bit better, the controls got better, and then you could actually build your own hero. Is the most amazing game, ever. That's cool. (laughs) And so, one of the abilities, one of the abilities that these characters had was the Athalos. and that was a healing ability. You could heal yourself and all the characters around you, which was fantastic. Nice. It was a great one. So I actually know Athelas.
1: You gotta have also known as
0: King'sfoil. It's a weed. Ah, It's a weed. It helps slow the poison, and it does actually. Uh, King'sfoil has a history to it, and you'll. Read about it when it get there, but it's actually pretty pretty in depth. Huh. It's actually it's called King'sfoil because it was used by the uh, by the kings of the Dunedain, I believe.
1: Makes sense. Anyway. that Aragorn would know about it. Uh, again, I believe.
0: <laughs> so while he's looking around, Aragorn gets caught off guard.
1: A ranger caught off his guard. What's this? <laughs>
0: and as soon as she speaks, you can. At first, Aragorn tenses. Yeah, and then as soon as he speaks, he just, he just
1: relaxes. Like, <sighs> uh-huh. It's one of those like I'm not <laughs> gonna hear the end of this. Oh yeah,
0: it's perfect, perfect uh, acting too. Yeah, because so much was communicated, and it didn't have to be. Now the weird thing is that if you notice when, so this is Arwen. This is Arwen's introduction for anybody who doesn't know Lord of the Rings, which I don't know why you're not Yeah, listen- Why you're listening? Yeah, to listening but to Arwen catches Aragorn, and then Aragorn brings her back to Frodo.
1: Yeah, she looks like an angel.
0: She does. Why? This is Frodo's view. Because she is not only bright, she is not wearing the same clothes. No, she's not. It's freaking insane. It blew my mind. That's interesting. And I'm like, why is that? Why is that? And I thought, I wonder if you ever meet those people who are just solid Good people, like all the time, they're just nothing but nothing yeah. but light. Always, I think that's what the elves are meant to represent: is the people that are all always choose the good. Yeah. Now the elves had to t- have a tendency to become arrogant and self-centered, yes. just like people who are good, because they are good, and it's that pride cycle that we've heard about before. Yes. Where you are a good person, good things are returned to you, whether whatever your beliefs may be. Uh, if you believe that it's some sort of karma or the universe rewarding you for good or if it's, you know... A deity. A a deity of some kind, which is what we both believe. Yep. So you are... You do good. You are rewarded by this deity. You prosper. You become prideful because of your
1: prosperous. You start to think that you're the one. You're the reason you're you're getting getting such good luck.
0: Yeah. And then... You're reminded. Those blessings are removed. Yeah. And you fall and become humble and... You know, uh, what am I trying to say? Well, you hum- you're, humbled, you're humbled, and you begin to uh, a penance of sort.
1: Yeah, kind of remember, you know, that it wasn't yes.
0: just you. And then you start doing those good things again, and you and get become rewarded, good, and then you're rewarded. And that's the pride cycle. And so the elves, are, I think, are at the peak of that cycle. Yeah. If if there is that type of thing, or if they're me- everybody's meant to represent different things. And yeah. But There's I no think the elves are so good that they just completely exist. Like, you can even see them through the Shadow Realm. And they shine even in the Shadow Realm. If they are good. Yeah. Arwen is one of those people that have not gotten prideful. No. She's humble. She wants to be immortal. She, she has no desire to live forever and be aloof. She no. just wants to exist and be good. And, and I think that's why her light shines through the yeah. Shadow Realm the in the shadow world as well as in real life, and in the shadow world we only see her pure form. Yeah. And that's why she's wearing that white dress, and she just radiates that light. But then when we see outside of Frodo's view, she's wearing a uh, classic Elven, you know. Yeah,
1: like kind of a wood scouting gear. Wood gear. Stuff. Yes. Yeah, yes. Like, you know, she's out
0: lightweight. Yeah. That's exactly it. when I see her outfit. It's it's light. It's Easy mobility. Fast
1: mobility. Yep stealthy you know it's yeah
0: camouflage a little bit dark yeah. greens that's perfect
1: yeah it's so weird
0: that she did that and yeah, that, spent I, spent I never long even thinking noticed about that. that like
1: i mean i noticed it but i, I didn't even remember now, i bring
0: that out because i've always thought of my sister teddy is that <laughs> your wife yeah she's pretty awesome but everywhere she goes it's like it's just everything's better yeah like when she goes somewhere it's just oh everybody's gonna have a good time now yeah because she's there yeah which is awesome I've seen her get mad.
1: <laughs> so have I.
0: <laughs> and yeah, but man, she's yeah. It's amazing that all the crap that she went through as a kid, like especially I mean, we were older brothers. And, like, <laughs> we were not super kind, but I, I'd never went out of my way to like be mean. <laughs> right. But, you know, sometimes you just a stupid. We're siblings
1: kid. are siblings.
0: And I'm like, wow, she came through that totally fine. <laughs> Or maybe not. <laughs> I don't live with her. I don't know. Well, she's pretty awesome. You don't know. Uh, yeah, you might. You might want to talk nice about your wife. <laughs> but no, there's there's people like that, and I think if you find somebody like that, I think that is the kind of person you try to marry. Yep. Uh, my wife was very similar. She had a she had a little more earthiness to her. My wife did. Like it wasn't this amazing unattainable light. Uh huh. But it was it was just always doing good, mm-hmm. like and it wasn't always easy. You like for Teddy, it always looked like it was easy for her, uh. <laughs> which I know it's not. But my perspective is that it was always easy for her. But when I met my wife, like if that had been the experience I had had, I would have not dated her, right? Because I would have been like, oh things are easy for you to be good all the time. And I struggle. I mean, you're way out of my league. I'll never be happy with you. I'm a
1: human. You're an elf. Yeah, like... right. Exactly.
0: But I guess that worked for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I Scott, Scott's, a good, a, Scott's a good guy too. Scott's out a charmer. Yep. Yeah. That was awesome. So anyway, she comes in and the, uh, even though Sam had seen elves before, even in the show, um, Everybody else is kind of taken aback that she's an elf. And they very prominently show her ears. Yes. Which are amazing prosthetics. Oh, like yeah. Like the makeup done. Again, the costuming, the makeup, the special effects are just a hundred times better than anything that we see nowadays. Except for maybe Mando. Mando's pretty good. Yeah, those are really good. Um, but then they argue about who's going to take her, who's going to take Frodo to Rivendell. Mm-hmm. and at first i didn't notice that but aragorn puts frodo on the horse and then goes to get on and that's when she interrupts him she's like hey what are you doing
1: she's like i'll go
0: or he tells her to stay like stay yeah. with the hobbits i'll see you in rivendell and she's like
1: i'm the faster rider." i'm the faster rider. he's, he's like, like it's too dangerous
0: <sighs> yeah and he's concerned for her i mean oh, yeah. a lot of people would see that as well, misogynist but he I don't knows what's hunting her because yeah. she
1: says uh Five ringwraiths are trailing you. Are I don't know you. where the other four are, but there are where five the of them are, after you. Where the other you. four? Are, I do not know. It's like so. They both know that these things and they can't die. No. So yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna put you in danger against five he ringwraiths. Well, I'm the
0: fastest rider. If I get there first, I'll be able to. My people my, will me. The power of my me. people will protect me.
1: it's like, all right, fair enough.
0: The power of the elves will protect him once I reach the forest. Once I cross the river. Which we definitely see, which yeah, is so Yeah, we cool. did. Um, so then she does this awesome scene of riding through the woods. They had a professional rider who was Arwen's double for uh-huh. riding. And they said she was doing stuff that was just incredible. Oh, so uh It reminds me a little bit of what they talked about with Black Widow's stunt double for the motorcycle stuff in uh-huh. Age of Ultron. And they said that the stunt double was doing stuff. That they're like, I don't even know how she's doing that. Like, <laughs> That's so uh, cool. this doesn't make any sense. This is amazing to watch her actually do those crazy moves. Yeah, it's like we need you and to get from
1: here to there and uh, just yeah, weave just around stuff. There, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> right. and I, and whoa!
0: When you're watching like Age of Ultron, you don't appreciate. No. You don't appreciate it because they're superheroes, right?
1: Yeah, and you think, oh, this is all. And fake. They do
0: crazy stuff all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all fake. And this lady is like actually doing some wicked moves on the motorcycle, and it's like. That's it so looks cool. really good, and we just assume it's a really good digital stuff, but yeah, you know, it's actually legitimately good. Yeah. Well, same thing with this horse chase. Apparently, that was there such was a, a ton cool of stuff that they did that was really impressive. Um, I don't ride horses, so I don't know.
1: And, and uh, I've, I've ridden a horse before, and like even just a horse. Trotting is terrifying. <laughs> well, and to yeah. be honest, the first time I've only ridden a horse, I think once. That it was it was a horse that just kind of followed the horse in front of it, so I didn't have to really do anything. Yeah, yeah. You're but just, it moving just was terrifying, ride. and so like a full it. gallop is like, it's I don't insane. know. I would definitely have to work up to oh. that because it's so scary. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I always felt like I was gonna fall off a horse. Oh yeah, I rode it. It's like, no, I'm falling off this. Thing. I'm gonna fall
1: off this thing because there's the, no way I'll stay. Yeah, you know, I'm moving a little bit. Yeah, you can feel it oh, all. Yeah.
0: yeah, I did another one. Of the, I did one of those once where you're just basically following in a line. Uh, the horse is like, I know what I'm doing. Just don't stop yeah. poking me. Don't poke me. <laughs> don't stop don't, kicking me.
1: me. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad. Mine was getting bit by a fly. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, Got the fly. To get off. It. I was like, "Leave that! Oh, leave nice. my horse alone!" Well, you know, because it's my horse. I read it one time. I don't remember its name. <laughs> I'm sure it was told. I was told it, but yeah, probably. Point is, <laughs> that makes her f- f- moving, weaving between the trees so much so cool. Cause, it is really amazing,
0: and uh, we see at one point she gets cut by a branch. Yes, which is so quick that I, I don't even know why it's there.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. But either.
0: later on, we see her and she still has the cut. I mean, it's yeah. totally consistent. Yeah. Which is incredible. And so
1: just one little detail. I wonder if it's to try and let you know this is how fast she's riding.
0: Yeah, where she doesn't even have time she, to get out of the way. She's yeah, just, she's she just, she doesn't even, She got hit. That's that true. Just keep moving. It could be just that singularity of purpose. Yep. That it doesn't matter if I'm getting hit, if I'm getting cut, if any of these are things are happening. Or if at some point, maybe she actually was cut. By that tree might be true. And actually, scratched her, and they we're just like, well, we gotta throw that. All right, in there well, now. we'll just make sure to put some, make sure that stays
1: on. Yeah, <laughs> when they, we do the scene, there's multiple movies that do that. Yeah, you know the stunt double. It's usually I think the stunt double that gets hurt. Yeah, and they're like, well, we saw them get hurt, so we gotta, we're gonna keep it. So you're just gonna look like you got hurt. Yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, the, and I mean it's it's terrifying because she's like five of them are chasing you
0: where the other four are. And right then when over. she's
1: running, you, you can count them. And they they have a shot of them in a line chasing uh, behind her. behind them. You can count all
0: nine of them. I can only count eight. Really? really? I can only count eight in that scene. Uh, so I thought I counted nine. I, I specifically wrote it down. I paused it. I watched it. And I only counted eight in that overhead shot right when she comes out of the trees, right? From that opening. It's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's going to look it up. Now, so there were, the, there were eight when they were riding through the fields. That's what I was able to count. Right. But when they get to the river, there are nine. There are nine. And I, I stopped it in two different places and counted them both times. Technically three places, but one of them was like just a reshot. Um, And I counted nine in all, in, in both of the positions. One in the river, one on the shore. Um, so I stopped it twice on the shore counted, But give up that. It's <laughs> she-elf. If you want him, come and claim him. And she pulls that sword. I freaking love the Elvis swords. They are so cool. I don't know what it is. I love their design. I love the way they look. My understanding is that that type of a sword would not be a great weapon to fight with. But I don't even care. It's absolutely gorgeous. Right? Right? I I don't know why you wouldn't ever want one of those. So she comes down there. Uh, we count there; all nine are against her at this point. And I want to keep watching, but my understanding is that this is the last scene where we see them riding horses in the that show. That makes sense, yeah. Uh, because I think the horses are mortal. I think the horses are sense. are actual horses. We see their hooves that have the nails, through nails them, sticking through yeah, that's... and we see some sort of a blood or something pouring out of their, pouring down their feet. And wow. it's, it's very curious to watch that, uh, after the scene, the horses are gone and the Nazgul move on to fell beasts. Yes. But she goes across the, uh, the water and the, uh, the Nazgul are afraid of the water to some degree. Yeah. Um, either they sense the power, or there may be a thing with water that they are weak against because we also don't see them pursue or like jump into the water when they're chasing the hobbits uh, at Buckleberry. Yes. And so I wondered if maybe they had a weakness to water that could be the case, but I couldn't find any corroborating evidence online Uh, that they had a weakness to water. What they do have a weakness to, however, is elvish magic, which is huge uh for, i remember i still remember watching this in theaters and the first time i saw her come in but were you able to count
1: it there are eight nah. in that line weird right that's strange <laughs> where did the nine come from
0: see here's what's interesting is throughout that scene through while she's riding through the forest there are fewer at the beginning of that scene it slowly gains and it more. slowly gains i wonder more if they tried more. to
1: jump her you know they had some they knew where she was headed
0: Possibly, Or it could be just the gathering. Like they were all spread out at first. There were only five at Weathertop. Yeah. And the other four arrived from where they were searching. That's true. Because they spread out to search because we only used to see one or two at a time. Yeah. And then at Bree, I think we only see four. Yeah, because there are four for the four hobbits. Yes. And then at Weathertop there are five. And then in the woods there are only a few. they're slowly making, they're
1: slowly gaining.
0: Yep. All nine of them are coming back together, but it takes time to come back from wherever they were.
1: Right. Oh, that makes sense. That's my idea. Huh. <laughs> so yeah, that was only eight at that in that shot. Uh, isn't that weird? Yeah. I know. I always
0: counted. I was. I remember nine. every time I'm in there when I'm watching it from when I was a kid. I always count the ring race every yeah. single time.
1: And every time, like, <laughs> and three, I thought there four.
0: were only eight. Huh. And I didn't. I never counted at the river because it was too hard. Yeah. It's. Because the shots move too quickly, yeah. And everybody's moving around and everything. It's really hard to see, even in some of the clear shots. Like after they pull their swords, right before they cross, it's it's still too hard to see exactly how many swords there are because they're obscured slightly. Yeah. I ended up counting hoods. <laughs> <I> <laughs> count count the heads because that was the one part that you could always see. Right. But they go into the river, and and then they graduate from the Prometheus school of running away from things. <laughs> but I think they have a weakness and I think they got trapped in the river. Yeah, I don't think they were able to move forward once she started the spell. Makes I think sense. They, the reason they stopped is because their mounts were stopped. They were stuck in the river. And you can see that they didn't dismount or anything to no. like run off after them. They literally just stay on them and so
1: there may be something with the water because I mean if you out think out about it right the water down, but I mean I yeah there was a huge wave that hit them but the water it was quite shallow yet it shallow when it, and it hits them and dies yes but they don't come up out of the water even no. though it's really shallow so yeah I think it might have trapped them down
0: yeah or or gotten rid of their spirits or eliminated their corporeal forms maybe so that they had to be resummoned because we don't see them again. No. Until the next movie.
1: Yeah. They're gone.
0: Like, whatever it's, she does, she destroys all nine. Yeah. And their mounts are gone. I wonder if the gone. book will
1: talk anymore about what happens to them.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting be to interesting see. To it, again, see. it's been 20 years for me since I read it. So, that's why I like reading through it again now. Like, yeah. it's almost got me hooked again. I'm six pages <laughs> in and I'm like... But I want to know. like, yeah. I want to know what happens with the different clans and all the stuff with hobbits. Yeah.
2: And they give hints
0: about what happens later. Like they talk about Merry. Uh-huh. And how he was the master of Buckland. Yep. And that he compiled the entire history of pipeweed. And I'm like, what the heck? Uh-huh. I'm like, Merry Attic, a brandy buck. Oh. oh, is that who Merry's named after? And then they're like, who is mentioned later in this book? I'm like, no, it is Mary. <laughs> yeah, that's him. <laughs> oh my gosh, which is so fun. I love that stuff. Ah, so cool. So here she is. She wipes them out, and then immediately, Frodo's gone. <laughs> yep. Frodo starts convulsing or starts uh, passing into the shadow realm. Quickly. <laughs> yeah. And so she does a little prayer. To. To the elf, to the elf, DNA. magic, and saying whatever grace has given me, let it pass to him. And this is where I find it interesting. Uh, both of us being religious people, and both of us, uh, for everybody at home, we both uh, believe in a priesthood a power that we get from our uh, from our faith and that is delegated to us from our Father in heaven. Yep. And as I was sitting there at first, I watched, and as Frodo is passing in and out of consciousness and the screen goes white, we see Elrond speaking over him in Elvish. And I kept thinking about it. I'm like, a lot of people, you know, with spells and and chants and things like that, that have power behind them in movies and things like that, people think it comes from the words that are being spoken. Uh And when I was thinking about it, I'm like, oh, the, the Elvish magic... The spoken words, along with their power, it's it's a little bit like this this priesthood that we believe in, which is that the power isn't in the words; it, it's from the power itself. Yeah. The words are just how we convey what is happening. Yeah. And it helps us to focus those feelings and to interpret what what's going on when when you give a blessing to somebody. Um, a blessing for everybody out there is uh, is a little bit like a prayer, except it's more of a. It's more of an answer to a prayer. It's telling yeah. you what's going to happen instead of asking for something to happen. Yeah, um, which is, you know, you can think what you like and <laughs> whatever. Huh. But uh, yeah. I've I've seen incredible things happen with the the power of, the, of faith and the power of a blessing. Um, yeah. Miracles have happened. So, and we won't share those here. Those are those are special.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, in for those cases. Frodo's case it was a miracle for him too
0: yep absolutely and so whenever you see that kind of magic being being used in the Lord of the Rings just remember it's it's not just mumbling specific words like in Harry Potter you just have to say the words and move your wand you
1: say a spell in it no it's, it's 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 not a
0: spell it's there's there's a the power is beyond that it's, it's yeah. past that that's the, just the the words surface.
1: convey the power of what's happening it's
0: yeah. I can't, I'm not I'm not fully getting across what I'm thinking here <laughs> but I don't know hopefully you, maybe you
1: understand I mean yeah I understand guess. but if... a
0: lot of people look at uh, look at what we do with blessings and say oh you're just you're just saying words you're just yeah. you're just touching people putting your hands on them and and saying words but if you haven't been part of that it, you realize, well, if you have been part of it, you realize how silly that sounds. Yeah, and it's like that's not even close to what's happening here. No, like that's what you see as an outsider if you're not trying to pay attention to what's actually happening. Yeah, but uh, that's fine, and I get that. At first, when I watched it, that's that's what made the connection for me. Yeah. Is watching Elron talk. I'm like, that's kind of silly. That's kind of weird. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, well, it's. I've had people say that to me about yeah. about blessings that are given in our church. It's like, well, that's like where you're just mumbling words over somebody. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but there's a power there. And so then I it's instantly the gained writing. more respect for Elvish medicine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, well, there you go.
0: <laughs> Real world analog there. <laughs> yeah. So I had a question for you, Scott. Yeah. What uh, Did you have any proud nerd dad moments this week?
1: Um, uh, let's see, what was it? it? Yes, I did. So Mm -hmm. I watch, I follow a guy on YouTube called Major Link. Mm -hmm. He does uh, animation for Ocarina of Time. He basically takes the story and then gives it kind of an an animation. Uh, It looks kind of Pixar-like, that kind of animation. Okay, Okay. gotcha. Um, And he just, like, builds on the story. Okay. But he recently came out, uh, I guess the part one came out a couple months ago, called The Hero's Purpose, which basically takes place after Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Okay. And it's stuff we don't know. So it's all, you know, basically from his mind. And so the part two came out on Saturday, and Penny was watching it with me. And, you know, she's three. And I'm watching it, and she says, is that Link. (laughs) <laughs> yes it is that's Link and I'm uh, so glad that you know his name that's awesome so that was a proud nerd dad moment for me
0: oh that's a great one right. it's so awesome when your kids start recognizing things yep uh, that was Jaron a couple of weeks ago when he recognized freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi the actor in a completely different film that's Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, right? You're like, no, that was great those are great it moments yes is, is. <laughs> um, for me this week uh, we've been watching WandaVision which is fun We'll talk about that uh, uh, in the next, in the after credits. Um, but I was sitting down, and I had watched it with Ben on Friday at work, because it's it's not as cool as The Mandalorian. Yeah. So my kids aren't as excited about it. So I just watched it at work. And then when I, when we got home, we watched it with the kids on Monday. And then uh, tonight, no, watched it with the kids Saturday. And then yesterday, my... Second youngest daughter, Lily, comes in and goes, Daddy, can we watch WandaVision? Uh I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Nice. Uh, Later on, I found out why. Uh, Lily is a girly girl in every sense of the world, where she loves doing her hair. She loves wearing uh, nail polish and doing her nails and things like that. Uh And this episode of WandaVision had two babies. Ah. And she liked the babies. There it is. (laughs) Which was awesome. I'm like, ah, okay, I get it. That's cool. (laughs) So that was my proud nerd dad moment. But I had another uh, proud moment too. I had a scammer call me up and I was I was just wasting his time like I do with... W- I'm working by myself. Uh-huh. And so I can just sit there and talk to him and just waste their time. Like right. Every minute they spend with me is a minute they're not calling somebody else, right? Right. And so I'm just wasting his time. And I gave him such a hard time about something. He's like, fine, you're just wasting my time, you stupid nerd. And uh-huh. I'm like, Yes!
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> that is right. I am a so you, you said
1: that as an insult, but I took it as a comment. I took
0: it as a, I win. Yep. <laughs> but, That's funny. Yeah, it was great. So the good part is, is uh, Frodo, even though he had passed out on October the 24th. If you must know. <laughs> he wakes up and there's somebody next to his bed. It's Gandalf. I... When I first saw this movie, I half thought Frodo was dead. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, yeah, the, the strange white and, like... Yeah, like, fades in from white. Like, it's still very bright. Uh-huh. Like, when, if you fall asleep out in the sun, and you, you know, wake up, and it's, like, so bright, you can't see anything. Everything's hazy, yeah. like a dream. So that's exactly where Frodo's at right now. And, uh, it's Gandalf. It's like, Gandalf. It's like, hey... Few more hours you would have been beyond our aid. Yep. He's like, wait, w- wait a minute. Why weren't you there?
1: What what <laughs> happened? Why didn't you meet us? Oh, I am sorry for that. I was delayed. It's like, uh huh, so you late, I see. <laughs> you said wizards are never late, yet you, were, <laughs> you delayed. were delayed. Okay. So
0: you were late? Is that what exactly. Got him. Yep and uh then we get a flashback and we get to see Saruman beating the crap out of Gandalf yeah and doing your favorite moment oh, hanging him over the edge of
1: that tower. by his
0: heel so scary <laughs> straight planked right off the edge of it only his heels barely touching the edge yeah oh, Which, oh man.
1: I mean where did he get his did, how did he get his staff back who Gandalf yeah cause he has it at the council of Elrond
0: yeah Grabbed it on the way out.
1: <laughs> it's like Luke getting his green lightsaber <laughs> back. Wait up, Eagle! I gotta Hold make up. a quick stop. Whoa, no! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't, don't fly away! We gotta go back. No, we gotta go back. <laughs> maybe he's like just get close to that window and then he just like force grabs it, like saron did, Saruman did. Just pulls it out the window and then gone. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow. Or maybe he crafted a new one. I don't know how it works. but It looks identical.
0: All of his staffs look identical. It has
1: to be the same one. It's gotta be, right?
0: Uh, I don't I, understand. Okay. I but don't, then the, know the, know the white one gets shattered, and then he has that again. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, we just... Uh... Don't ask. Have... But he gets it back. <laughs> yeah, he gets it back somehow. somehow. Point is, he was delayed. And Saruman doesn't try to take out the eagle at all. No.
1: So you have chosen the way of death
0: first it was the way of pain, then it's the way of death. It's like, just make up your mind. Man. Yeah, really. I'm choosing the same path. You can't just keep renaming
1: everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I
0: just broke that. It. It's fine.
1: There is only one Lord of the Ring. Only one who can bend its will to his. And he does not share, share power. power. Yep. Which I thought was interesting. You know, he talked about it. it only one that can bend its will to him, which takes me back to uh, the exchange between Gandalf and Frodo, where he talks about how magic rings are s- the type of self-preservation; they will keep themselves alive. Yes. They will they do what alive. they can to stay alive, to to serve its, their own purposes.
0: Yep.
1: I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, it's. You may huh. think you're doing good.
0: But, but it, it will only work because, works, it's,
1: because it does what it wants. Yeah. Which I ah, have loved so cool. noticing how much the ring speaks to Frodo. Yeah. Watching it, watching the, the movie. Uh. How many times it says, Ring speak," uh, speaking black speech. Really? You can hear it, and you're like, uh. the ring is speaking, and it always like, cuts to Frodo, and Frodo can hear the ring talking to him.
0: Yes. Like at the argument at the council.
1: Yep. When, wow. when uh, um, they're hiding, when it's the Four Hobbit's hiding and the, the uh, Ring Wraith is looking for him, you can kind of hear it too. The Ring is s- s- talking to Frodo. Yes, you know? and you can
0: hear that guttural.
1: Hide, you know? Put me, you know, you can turn invisible if you wear me. Yes. You know, it's doing anything it can to be found. Yep. And it's also ensnaring people like you know take the council of Elrond when Gimli brings the hammer down or puts the hammer down and my axe puts the axe the down the one I didn't break <laughs> yeah it hurts Frodo when he hits yes. the ring it hurts him yes he gets that flash he gets a, he sees the eye and it's like I could hear Mm-hmm. I try, you know, trying to imagine what the ring is saying to him. Where it's, you know, could be something along the lines of like, "Save me." Ow! What the yeah. heck was Pro- that? Protect me. Yes. And he's like, you know, he doesn't want to risk any harm to it because that's how, what it does. Yeah. And Oof. so he's like, you know, he feels it's the pain of it being hurt, even though it's not hurt at all.
0: Oh yeah, it, uh, it's not damaged whatsoever, but it's usually. That moment to try to ensnare him even further.
1: Yes. Mm. Freaky. Which is ironic. At least in the movie, it seems. Frodo electing to take the ring is not selfish. Now, you no. You can see how someone's like, oh, I'll take the ring because they want to be yes, with the ring. Yes, that, that would be boring. And Frodo, it seemed, was doing it because he could see what the the ring was causing that contention. He was yeah. you know, probably speaking to all of them and just hushed enough that they think it's their own thought but yes. he's getting everyone at the council to start to fight and Frodo can see it and so he's like i we got to stop this cuz the fire actually like he can see the fire in the oh, ring Oh gosh
0: that was awesome which
1: was so that cool, was a really cool moment. and interesting enough if you look Elrond is sitting in his chair not saying anything when Frodo stands up to say i will take the ring Elrond's sitting in his chair hmm. not arguing well it's cuz there's no point that's true.
0: Even Gandalf's up in arguing.
1: Yeah. Anyway, but, but we have
0: some other stuff we got to talk about. Yeah. We got to talk about old Bilbo, which if it's been twenty years since he he's, left, that makes him a little more more sense. Yeah, he's about his. He's one hundred
1: thirty-one now. Wow. Which is, I think, the oldest one was Took. They talked about him. He was one hundred and twenty. I think was his old his. Yeah, that's his right. Age. So Bilbo is now yeah. the oldest Hobbit.
0: to have ever lived
1: but he only made it to Rivendell he, or Riverdale he couldn't make it any further nope no he couldn't age caught up with him
0: yep he meant to go back wander the paths of the, of the misty mountains
1: wander the power of Merkwood yeah. visit Lake Town see the lonely mountain
0: yep but he couldn't anymore yeah And uh, it's cool to see, it's cool to see him. I really thought we'd never see him again. Yeah. And then to get to, be one, more, one last time.
1: Well, we see him again. Yeah. And he's <laughs> way older. He looks so much older. Yeah. Oh my gosh! At the end. He certainly <laughs> looks like a hundred and twenty-two year old. Well. Yeah. Twenty-five. I guess he's one hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> because. Fero's journey Lord takes about them. five years. Well, it's at the end at least in the movies says it's been four years to the day that I've been stabbed and it still hurts oh okay
0: I think it's actually longer than that
1: so it probably is so in the book, point and is Bilbo and... is old yeah <laughs> not as old as you know the elves or even Smee uh, but... it is
0: also a little sad because Frodo actually says to Bilbo that he's ready to go home or yeah. to Sam that he's ready to go he home he
1: says it to Bilbo too yeah he's like "It's I'm not like you Bilbo And and Bilbo even says Frodo's in love with the Shire. He is. He's still in love with the Shire. He talks about all growing up. I dreamed I was with you on one of your adventures. Mm -hmm. But I'm ready to go home. Yeah. I miss the Shire.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, then we get
1: a conversation, huh? Gollum, Bilbo.
0: We don't get it then. It's coming. It's coming. Not until after the council, I think.
1: No, it's before. Is it? No, it's after. (laughs) I was going to say,
0: I'm like, I wrote everything down. (laughs) The problem is I saw
1: that whole exchange today, so, yeah, it's after. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So, uh,
0: we actually flipped to Gandalf and Elrond talking and saying that that Gandalf was hoping that the ring would stay in Rivendell. Yeah. That the elves would be able to stop it, but... Elrond says, no. Saruman already has his eye on us.
1: It cannot be... We do not have the power to...
0: Fight both Isengard and Mordor. That's when, uh... So at first he says, you know, Saruman has betrayed us, you know. Our list of allies grows thin. Well, it's worse than that, because Saruman is also building an army. (laughs) We can't stand up against both of these guys. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Like, we'll quit whining about it, you little baby. (laughs) But how about you put those elven swords to work well he's like well we're
1: leaving around. we're leaving yeah the elves we're are leaving we're sailing the shores we're the done. dwarves they, they stay in their mountains seeking they riches they care nothing for the troubles of others
0: who do we look yeah, to who do we look to to carry on Middle Earth to protect Middle Earth and men Viano says it's men 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 are weak men are weak then we get the flashback to
1: sealed or In Mount Doom. In Mount Doom. Fire right there. Which, I mean, I still don't know why Elrond didn't just push him in.
0: He is the leader of men. He is the king. Yeah, he was. You're gonna walk into a volcano, pull a (laughs) Smeagol. Yeah. And walk in with you and the king of men and... Walk out without him. Yeah, if it destroys I think it's the ring, a lot of questions. I think Elrond may have underestimated the power of the ring.
1: I would assume, assume so.
0: And Sauron was defeated. He was gone. Like he exploded, knocked everybody down with a big blast of air, big old shockwave thing.
1: So they thought. And there are,
0: his armies were gone. So I, I guess technically. I don't know, maybe it doesn't have to be destroyed. I think Elrond probably second-guessed himself. That's why yeah. he wouldn't have just pulled out his sword and just killed him right there. wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> have to kill offered, him, just done. steal the
1: ring from it. But the problem is... He could have bitten his finger off or something. Yeah. You, you can't... The ring has such a power that... I don't know if even the elves could would risk harm to it once holding it.
0: I don't know it's got such a sway
1: over the bear
0: it really does like even as uh, even as resilient as Frodo is he still succumbs when it comes down to it at the end he does I don't know if even Bilbo could have gotten rid of it in the fires
1: but no he he almost couldn't even get rid of it to give to Frodo
0: nope yeah we talked about that before yeah. Mm. But I was, I yeah, was there, Gandalf. Weak. I was there three thousand years ago when the race of men failed. <laughs> he talks about that men can still rise from the ashes. There is one who could reclaim the throne and that he has chosen a different path, and then we get the awesome scene with Aragorn and Boromir, and I forgot this scene. Really? Mm-hmm. There's just one little exchange right before he walks up to the shards where they talk for just a minute.
1: Uh-huh. Who are you? I am a friend of Gandalf's. Uh,
0: then well, we let me share a common
1: one. purpose, friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. But, uh, we'll talk about that more next week. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're at our time, so... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Feel good? Feel yep. good about where we got today? Yep. Awesome.
1: Sweet. Hey. Well, for those of you who are struggling to raise your own little nerds, always remember what is most precious.
0: It's <laughs> our outro
2: movie. It is.